Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm Paul. It's the 7th of June, and we are in the story of the rich young ruler. Let's get right to work today. Mark chapter 10. We've dealt with 17 and 18 over the last two podcasts. What must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus says, why do you call me good? No one's good but one. That's God. Now watch how Jesus handles this from this point forward. Verse 19, you know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and your mother. Now, couple of points of order here. Number one is that do not defraud is not in the Ten Commandments. It's not in the Ten Commandments. Jesus doesn't say you know the Ten Commandments. He says you know the commandments and proceeds to list off commands that we know are part of the commandments. But he doesn't say thou shalt not covet. Instead, he changes it to do not defraud, which isn't Jesus changing the Bible. It's Jesus taking a command that is in a different place and putting it within the context of the Ten Commandments. For instance, well, not for instance, pointedly. Leviticus 19, God told Israel, thou shalt not defraud your neighbor. Now, Jesus says don't defraud, which is pretty much Leviticus 19.13. And he drops it in place of, thou shalt not covet, a word that really, in that context, is the desiring of, because, well, let me start over. I got ahead of myself. Within the commandments, thou shalt not covet your neighbor's property, your neighbor's wife, your neighbor's oxen, your neighbor, all of this stuff. And it's stuff. And so it's, desiring the things that your neighbor has. It's not just a it's not just an emotional thing. You know, it's not just like, boy, I wish I had some stuff. So Jesus takes it up a notch and says it's actually the defrauding of your neighbor. And so he drops that in and he also throws in honor your father and your mother. So he doesn't put in like thou shalt serve the Lord your God only or not make any graven image or Because Jesus is pointing the young man out, away from himself and onto his neighbor. Because the man come up and just, hey, what do I need to do that I may inherit eternal life? And he calls Jesus good, and as we said yesterday, he's basing that on what he's seen. So he wants to know what he needs to do. So Jesus lists off the externals, the stuff that that we're commanded to do in regards to our neighbor. Don't, Don't commit adultery. That's the stealing of another person's spouse. Don't murder. Don't steal. Don't bear false witness. That's akin to lying. Honor your parents. Don't defraud your neighbor. The young man responds with, in verse 20, Teacher, all these things I have kept from my youth. Okay, before I get into Jesus' response, which we'll save for tomorrow, really, I want to do something here that just as a way of trying to get inside the Jewish mind, okay? This is difficult for us to do for two reasons. One, we're not, we're not Jewish, but two, we're not first century Jewish, who has our entire religious background in a totally different subset of worship styles, animal sacrifice, priestly offerings, temple worship, the Psalms as part of our heritage. 
I bring that last one up because that's what I want to do. I want to show you that this is not new material. When this young man asked, what do I need to do to inherit eternal life? He's asking a question that was a very popular question among Israel in a song. So I want to read for you Psalms chapter 15. If you have your Bible and you want to turn over there, it's worth the journey. And it's only five verses long. This is not one of those really long songs. This is one of those, this is a chorus kind of thing. This is, this is a, a quick little tune that you could hum or sing. But listen to the questions. Lord... Who may abide in your tabernacle? Who may dwell in your holy hill? Now that's the two questions. There's no more questions in verses 2 to 5. The two questions constitute Psalm 15.1. But notice the questions are, who gets to live in your house? Who gets to live on your holy hill? This is the eternal life. This brings me back to something the young man asked that we didn't cover. What must I do to inherit eternal life? When we hear that statement, we think about heaven and living forever. That was not their mindset. Their mindset is, how do I get the life of God? Eternal in the Jewish context did not have anything to do with time. It had to do with quality. It's not a quantity statement It's a quality statement. For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life, eternal life, the life of the eternal realm. It's the life of another dimension. So in Psalm 15, who gets to live in your house and dwell in your holy hill is not who gets to go be with you in heaven, but how does a man reside in your life? And the next verse doesn't say, do this and you'll die and go there. Because that's not the question they're asking. Listen to the answers. Beginning in verse 2 of Psalm 15. He who walks uprightly, works righteousness, speaks the truth in his heart, doesn't backbite with his tongue, doesn't do evil to his neighbor, nor does he take up a reproach against his friend. In his eyes of in whose eyes a vile person is despised, but he honors those who fear the Lord, who swears to his own hurt and doesn't change, who does not put out his money with interest, nor does he take a bribe against the innocent. He who does these things shall never be moved. So the answer that the Jewish songbook gives, if you want to live the life of God, start walking it out, start working it out, start speaking it out, get busy. Not earn your righteousness, but work your righteousness. Because the Hebrew word for righteousness is justice. He who walks uprightly and works justice. So when Jesus says to the young man and throws in, do not defraud, there's something about the way this man has acquired his wealth that is his guilt. He's wanting to know how he can have the life of the eternal. Jesus points him back, in a way, to Psalm 15. And goes, don't ignore how you're supposed to be treating your neighbor. And so the young man misses it. And I I want to save this for tomorrow. What happens when we miss it? What's the heart of God when we miss it? We'll get into that tomorrow. God bless.